Brant sighed with relief when they were finally in the truck heading home. He glanced in the rearview mirror. How is she? Asleep, Cord replied. Thank God. Yeah. They'd heard Shelby purge her grief to Kaylee. Brant's heart still ached so bad that he rubbed his chest. He'd wanted to go inside and take Shelby into his arms and soothe her, but he knew he couldn't do anything to take her pain away. So he'd sat in his chair, gripping the armrests until his hands ached. The tortured sounds coming out of her mouth still rang in his ears. He was reminded of the cries of a wounded animal. Thank God for Kaylee. If she hadn't told her story, Brant didn't know if Shelby would have opened up to anyone. Brant pulled the truck into the garage and switched off the engine. Getting out, he opened the back door and took Shelby into his arms. She feels so right, Cord, he whispered. I know. Brant carried Shelby into the house into her room. He placed her on the bed and removed her shoes. Do you think we should make her more comfortable? No, we don't want to betray her trust, Cord replied. Pick her up and I'll pull the covers back. When they had her in bed, Brant sat on the edge and smoothed her hair back from her face. Looking up to his brother, he saw the same anguish he felt mirrored back at him. Fury at the senseless violence done to Shelby and her family made him feel sick to his stomach. He tried to focus on the woman in front of him to control his anger and sorrow. She's so fucking gorgeous. I'm half in love with her already. Me too. Do you think she'll be all right? I don't know, Cord sighed. The question now was when she'd feel ready to tell them. It was hard to tell from Shelby's tipsy behavior, but he didn't think she knew that they'd overheard everything. Even if she did, Brant reflected, he wanted to hear it from her own lips. It would be a sign that she trusted them and was ready to move on. Leave the door open, that way if she wakes up we'll hear her. Brant looked back over his shoulder at the sleeping woman and slipped out of the room. He followed Cord to the kitchen. I want her, Cord. I do, too. Do you think it's too soon? he asked. I don't know, Brant. Shit, she's been through hell and is suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. She said we were sexy, Brant said with a smile. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't mean she wants a relationship with us. I want to find out, Brant stated. She looks at you when she thinks no one's watching, and I can see such hunger in her eyes. She looks at you the same. She does. Yeah. Well, I think we should start wooing her. I don't want her leaving. I want her here with us in our arms and bed where we can keep her safe. Wait and see how she feels. Maybe now she talked out her grief, she'll be ready. Wake up, darling, Brant coaxed, rubbing a hand up and down Shelby's arm. He smiled when she sighed and stretched. She looked like a little kitten just waking up from a nap. Hmm? I have coffee. Brant ran the mug back and forth beneath her nose. Her eyes opened fully. There you are. Did you sleep well?
Yes, she replied, and Brant heard the surprise in her voice. Glad to hear it, darling. He handed her the mug. Do you want to go for a horse ride today? I've never been on a horse. That doesn't matter. I'm sure we can find you a quiet horse. Tom and Billy Eagle, Sheriff Luke Sunwalker, and their wife, Felicity, have invited us out to the Double E Ranch for a ride. Their friends, Clay and Johnny Morton, and their wife, Tara, will also be there. That sounds nice, she answered with a smile. What time do you want to leave? As soon as you're ready, darling. Then you'd better get out of here so I can move. Okay, but there's no need to hurry, Shelby. He gave her a smile as he left the room.